Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the ancient texts of Tao Te Ching to uncover its timeless wisdom and discuss how to apply it to today's chaotic world. I'm Ian Felton, practicing psychotherapist, and I'm joined with my co-host, executive coach, David Wong. Good morning, David. Good morning, Ian. So long time, no see. <laughs> we've had a, even though we've kept up our, our pace, we haven't seen each other for a little while, but this week we're moving on to chapter 79. And so we're, we're getting very close to finishing the book. And just for the listeners, maybe who are joining us for the first time, we're going to do a little focus on chapter 79 today. You're going to do a, a quick reading in Chinese, and then we'll do a, a translation. And then we're just going to have a discussion about the chapter and the, the themes in it. And this is what we've been been doing for a while and, and closing it on the end. So would you like to start us off with the reading today? Sure. He da yuan, bi yu yuan, an ke yi wei shan, shi yi sheng ren, zhi zuo qi, ar bu zhe yu ren, gu yu de si qi, 无德思彻,天道无亲,常与善人。And mm. so I'm going to do a, a, a translation today. I'm going to read straight out of um, Lin Yutang. The, the Red Pine one um, is good, but I think the, the Lin Yutang one makes it a little little clear, it's a little more concrete. So Lin Yutang gives the the chapter title, it says Peace Settlements, patching up a great hatred is sure to leave some hatred behind. How can this be regarded as satisfactory? Therefore the sage holds the left tally and does not put the guilt on the other party. The virtuous man is for patching up. The vicious is for fixing guilt. But the way of heaven is impartial. It sides only with the good man. Great. So what's your react, just general reaction to this, this chapter? I think it's a very timely message. It's, it's, it's hard. It feels hard in today's world. Hmm. But I think certainly uh, Lao Tzu provides a very different perspective in handling, you know, resentment, you know, hostility, you know, all kinds of conflicts. Mm -hmm. What do you think are kind of the at the root of the the conflicts in in our country today? 
Um, I think amplified self-interest. Mm. I think it's the mm -hmm. uh, kind of a separateness. Sep you know, mm -hmm. the, the the sense of uh, alienation or you know, I think it's the notion of we are all separate from each other. Mm -hmm. We are not part of the whole. Mm -hmm. uh, in my view, what what do you think? Well, I think I, I I like going down this path a little bit more, and then maybe just talking about more about why there's the separateness or or where's the separateness mm -hmm. coming from. I think that makes a lot of sense that the division and separateness is at the 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 root of the the conflict. I mean, conflict by def definition is is separateness of mm -hmm. there's no common ground, there's no harmony. It's wherever that violence is mm -hmm. present and not just literal physical violence, but the emotional violence of anger and, and hatred and um, just disparaging each yeah. other. And so if we just explore well, why is there so much, where, why is there amplified separateness? Why is there amplified division? I think for a long time, there has been emphasis on, on individual rights. I think to some extent, uh, I think we are all, you know, uh, unique individual beings all connected, but that push toward, um, you know, more of a, uh, more of a very strong, uh, strong self mm. has something to do with it. Mm -hmm. If you look at back in history, I think this thing has been like a growing and growing and growing. You know, we're mm -hmm. at a stage mm -hmm. now, I think that ego, you know, is becoming like a, almost like a virus that affects all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I want to keep, keep digging in, into that, that, the virus of of the ego i mean the the, tw the 20th century there's a on youtube you can watch it called the century of the self and it mm. talks about how along with sigmund freud and psychoanalysis the um emergence of of marketing that really they kind of just figured out like wow you can get people to buy stuff when you Mm -hmm. attach products and ideas to their identity and really just pretty much just prey upon people's sense of self. Right. Um, and, and obviously we've, we're, we're now in the stage of hyper marketing around this and, and it's gotten deeper than, than, I mean, it's, it keeps getting refined and, and now it's really mm -hmm. been refined where, you know, tied up in people's politics, 
tied up in people's web browsing history. I mean, they've refined it to such an extent now that obviously like you can direct market to mm-hmm. um, people in a very um, just laser focused way. But when you were talking about going back into history and going back even further at how that selfishness has arisen, we're going to get to it and pretty soon and and doubt a jing when Lao Tzu talks about his ideal society mm-hmm. but we can see that with the emergence of civilization which started with agriculture i mean that's when people really specialization began where there was an excess of food and you could start creating a ruling class i mean it was after agriculture that the ruling class and political class arose where these people didn't work anymore they essentially just managed others and held power over others because before that you couldn't afford that that when when people were more hunter-gathering nomadic you weren't gathering up possessions you couldn't afford to because you had to carry them from place to place and you had to look after each other constantly because if someone was sick or if someone was too tired or whatever it was, it affected everyone directly. So Mm -hmm. everyone had to pay attention to each other a lot more and see the society as one unit rather than a bunch of little me's. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, we, we have to go back that far to at least see where this emergence of selfishness has arisen. Yeah. And uh, I imagine at that time, if we're talking about selfish, maybe there's a only small number of people like uh, at the top of the society. Yeah. Uh, they are probably, their sense of self is much stronger than the masses. Mm-hmm. Right now, every, even within the masses, you know, there's a, like, a lot of little selves. So that's what I see the trend. Yeah. So I see over throughout human history, that sense of self is cascading down and down and down mm-hmm. and now to every one of us. Yeah, a bunch of little little emperors. Something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. In the in the in the in the maybe ancient times, you know, there's only one emperor, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, then throughout now everybody feels they're entitled to be an yeah. emperor. Yeah, and 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 that's across the whole political spectrum. You look at mm-hmm. um, on the left and the right. There's a lot of the sense of you know what I'm owed, what I what I expect other people to do for for me, and not a whole lot about well giving back or engaging in um, civic programs or anything like that, whether it's the, the right and individual rights and, you know, not treading on my freedom to be a total jerk or, or, or whatever. And then even on the left, a lot of messages of like money from the government, you know, wanting student loans, Mm -hmm. 
cut, wanting, wanting money for this, wanting money for that. But there's no, you don't hear people talking about individual effort being put into society. You don't hear that side of the message. Yeah, yeah. Kind of rights versus obligations or and responsibilities, right? Yeah. Just yeah. like in this chapter, Lao Tzu is, um, there's a one sentence here, Shengren I feel nowadays we're uh, you know in the society there's more and more people uh, holding the uh, not uh, holding the mirror uh, and look at themselves mm -hmm. but really holding the spotlight or flashlight toward others well, uh, and to, to mm -hmm. you know blame others mm -hmm. and uh, as opposed to be more self-reflective and self, more self-disciplined, in, more inward. Mm -hmm. It's and, more like attacking outward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, looking outward and, and not looking in, inside at, at responsibilities or, or obligations. And when you said that, it made me think you, you had sent me um, a quote do you have that quote handy? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yep. Could, would you mind sharing that, and then maybe we can talk about that. The yeah. the, the. Yep. Uh, well, here's the quote: "The single biggest thing I learned was from an indigenous elder of Cherokee descent." Stan Rushworth, who reminded me of the difference between a Western settler mindset of I have rights and an indigenous mindset of I have obligations. Instead of thinking that I'm born with rights, I choose to think that I'm born with obligations to serve past, present, and the future generations and the planet herself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that feels a lot just to, it, exactly when we're talking about these, these contracts and this chapter that it's this focus on when, when Lao Tzu is talking about the negative, he's talking about you know, being focused on my rights, like this legalistic, yeah. you know, this framework says, I'm owed this, I'm owed this, I'm owed this, I'm owed this. Yeah. And Lao Tzu, of course, is saying like, that's not the way of heaven. The, the way of heaven is different than that. And it feels like what you just read has the same spirit of what Lao Tzu was saying, which is that instead of being focused on what you're owed, maybe focus on what your responsibilities are to other people, future generations, the planet itself. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a different perspective. It's more from a perspective of the heaven's way. What, what's the impact that you think that, that that shift in perspective, what's the impact that it, it would have on someone and maybe how they go through their day? Uh, the impact of uh, 
if you switch to the mindset of I have obligations? Well, first of all, for the person who have that mindset, uh, it's probably more feeling more empowered because you are not constantly expecting and looking for other people, uh, you know, to, uh, you know, to, uh, to fulfill their obligations. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. always frustrating because you give that power to other people. Wow. That's really, really in insightful. I think this, this notion of, Oh, ev everybody else has ab obligations, but me, everybody has obligations to me, but I don't really have any, I just have rights, freedoms, and entitlements. Right. I think that mindset is more of a victim mindset. So mm -hmm. let's imagine, I mean, sometimes we ourselves, uh, in different occasions, we might have that mindset too, you know, consciously mm -hmm. or unconsciously. That's not a great feeling. That's not an empowered feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, look, look at how many people do have that victim mentality now. There's a lot of weak-spirited people that don't feel empowered that are, are constantly sh claiming some type of victimhood and how society needs to you know, repair that for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's impact number one. I think number two is uh, a positive influence uh, because the way you think people, other people will pick up the difference. You don't say anything. You're not teaching. You are not preaching, right? Mm -hmm. You're not like appearing self-righteous mm -hmm. or like, a, what's the word? The through virtual signaling. Virtue signaling, yeah. Yeah, but if people see uh, that, you know, through very positive example, mm -hmm. and some of them might follow. So it's like a contagious. I think mm -hmm. both ways can, can, uh, can uh, be contagious. If we are blaming others, what we're getting is we'll be blamed. If mm -hmm. we judge others, we'll be judged. Mm -hmm. Just like what what is being said in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. But if we just focusing on ourselves and fulfill our duty and other people see it and uh, they might do so the same, it's like compounding. Mm -hmm. Yeah, instead of society breaking down, society starts lifting itself up again. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and also the... A related point uh, uh, is, uh, I think leaders have uh, disproportionately like more impact. So, in other words, uh, you know, during the time, you know, I remember the famous saying by, you know, President Kennedy, you know, don't want, don't ask what the country do for you, and you know, ask yourself what you can do to, for the country. I think mm -hmm. during certain historical periods, there's this blossoming of a more of a public spirit. In, in other words, those things, just like the spirit of what's, what Lao Tzu is saying here, mm -hmm. you know, all the way from the leaders and uh, uh, 
up from the leaders and leaders set very positive examples and role models. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, I think people are a lot of people are feeling very cynical because uh, there are a lot of leaders are very self-serving. You know, they talk one thing, but they do the other. And they're very hypocritical too. So people see through them and people say, oh, if they are doing this, uh, you know, within, you know, already having, you know, a lot, what's the problem with my, you know, watching my own interest? Mm -hmm. So I think that kind of influence uh, is also going on in the society, in corporations, uh, in government. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, le it leads people to have a mindset of just, you know, everyone's just out for themselves. Everyone's just mm -hmm. trying to get what's theirs. And, and if you just accept that and do the same thing for yourself, then, you know, then you've got life figured out. And it's just such a, that's just such a, um, well, it, it's overly simplistic, but it, it, it also is just such a degraded way of going through life. It's very true. It's very true. Um, the irony is the more, you know, we are serving ourselves, the more actually uh, emptiness and the meaningness, you know, we may experience. That's, mm -hmm. that's kind of ironic. You, you would have thought, oh, the more you enrich yourself, right? You, the more the plenty you get for yourself, then the more of a abundance you feel. But sometimes mm -hmm. it's just the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you know a wealthy person, but it's a, like a in the old old stories, the what they call the miser. You know, mm -hmm. everybody, you know, no one really like is connected with that person, but the mm -hmm. person is hoarding, you know, so much there, just, you know, suffering from loneliness. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, the, the miser that is, is, is disconnected from every single person and is only focused on what's his. Yeah. 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 And, and feeling miserable. That's the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, so a complete lack of spirituality, uh, can, and and spirituality obviously being derived through relationships with the world. You you can't have spirituality as an individual. You can only have spirituality through engagement with the world. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're all we ever are is our relationships to the world. That we don't exist. That when we think that we exist as individuals, that's an illusion. We're, we're embedded within the world. We're, we're, we're part of the world. The world is flowing through us. And so to exist as an individual, you, you have to put up these psychological barriers in a way that cuts you off from real yeah. spiritual growth or opportunity. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, like in the Bible, uh, you know, this symbol of cross, you know, some people will say, oh, I have a very close relationship with God, like that vertical, mm -hmm. but that vertical and the horizontal, they work together. Mm. 
you know, I, I remember there's a, a, a message in there that basically that's it's saying, if you say you love me, you love God, but you don't love your, your brothers and sisters, then, you know, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't uh, make any sense. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what does that tell us? That tells us that, you know, without that um, horizontal connections and fellowship or uh, interconnection with other human beings. Yeah, and 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 so how 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 are we going to do some of this? How are we going to, as far as loving our brothers and sisters in in a modern way? We talk about mm-hmm. you know deal dealing with today's chaotic world and this notion of being in this chapter lots of talks about the 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 way of heaven being impartial um but then also the importance of being a good person when it comes to mm-hmm. these these contracts I mean, how are we going to do that in the, in this country today? Mm-hmm. What are some some practical ways of of doing that? Mm-hmm. First of all, uh, you know, as you just uh, read the last sentence of this chapter uh, about the good person, uh, in the original text, it's a uh, shanren, shanren. Mm-hmm. Shan is a very interesting mm-hmm. Chinese word uh, because. Uh, if you look at the original uh, way of how that character is written, it has a lot to do with the lamb, like a yang, yang, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or sheep, right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, because just like uh, in the Western uh, tradition, like you know, specifically Christianity, this yang in China in the ancient time symbolizes uh, goodness and even beauty Mm. for some reason. So, you know, I read some history about how that letter uh, is uh, kind of written and uh, Mm -hmm. also interpreted. Uh, You know, the, the, the characteristics or the nature of the lamb uh, is has a lot to do with why people see that as goodness or mm-hmm. even a good fortune mm-hmm. uh, because of its softness, like a shui, like water mm-hmm. in China. In China, so people, you know, in China they see yang. So you, when you see the shan, there's a yang on top of it. Mm-hmm. And and again, just to clarify, you're talking about in the in Chinese writing, the the characters are also symbolic, and a lot of times they're constructed with different symbols, kind of all put together in a conglomerate to make a bigger meaning. Yes. And so in in this word, the the symbol for lamb is put on top of this other symbol to make a bigger meaning. Exactly. Uh, so 
So what does that mean? That means when Laozi say "shan ren," it's not just like purely saying a, a you know a morally righteous person.、Mm-hmm. Basically, he's describing a certain person who acts in accordance with Tao.、Mm-hmm. Uh, in another chapter, he even used another、uh, another phrase called "shang shan ruo shui." The、mm. ultimate、yeah. shan goodness is、mm-hmm. like water. Yeah, ruo shui is like water. Like water. So, what does that mean?、Uh, why you know, even though. Heaven is impartial, but the the person, the shan ren, end up being in a more favorable position.、Mm-hmm. It's not a, through the exercise of the heaven, right? Yeah, it's more like the heaven's soft water nature、mm-hmm. is、uh, is built into everyone,、mm-hmm. and the shan ren, you know, they get. Manifested more,、mm-hmm. and that leads to more of、uh, because that person is more acting,、uh, you know, in the spirit of Tao. Yeah, it makes perfect sense because here again, it's that it's a subtle shift, but it, it's a critical one, which which、mm-hmm. isn't oh because I'm such and such. The divine powers are going to bless me because it loves me, and because of how special and great I am. Right. It's it's no the the essence of Tao is impartial. It's your, going back to obligation. It's your obligation to align yourself with Tao, and then you'll get the benefits of it. Right. And he also said a Chang Yu. He doesn't say always. He says、mm-hmm. often. So there、mm-hmm. there are circumstances you are doing this. For the time being, because the way yin and yang works, sometimes、mm-hmm. you end up in a bad situation. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I think it's there's a saying in in the um, uh in in the Western world, which is the the arc of the universe、mm-hmm. is always bending toward justice.、Mm-hmm. Right. So what that that saying tells me is、uh, over a period of time. A longer period of time, maybe there are ups and downs, there are fluctuations. There are sometimes some days when the sun is covered by the clouds.、Mm-hmm. But over a period of time, you see the working of Tao. That very nature is goodness, is a sun.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the arc being the the critical piece of that, which is that、mm-hmm. at any point. You could be at a different part of that arc,、It's, yes, and and but you can't be confused by that point. You still have to look at the arc as a whole. Yeah, yeah. So so getting back to your original question, what? How do you actually do it? You know, what is the?、Mm-hmm. You know, the as we always say, that how do you walk the timeless? Yes, right.、Um, To answer that question, my first thought is: you have to you have to recognize that how nature works. Because I feel like a lot of times, because of the declining or even lack of a belief in these kind of things, we rely much on ourselves to fight the wars 
and kind of to defend ourselves. I think in, in the modern psyche, you know, that's a very typical psyche. If no one is, mm -hmm. you know, watching for my own interest, who else will be that kind of a mindset? Like, mm -hmm. let, let's say if somebody is attacking me or even doing a justice, right? My typical social response is I have to fight back because mm -hmm. otherwise I will be looked at uh, as a weak and then more and more predators or more and more aggressions will be mm -hmm. against me. Mm -hmm. I think that sets the whole dynamics in motion than tit for tat, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, 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 kind of a getting back to a basic understanding of how heavenly ways works. I think that realization is a very important first step, even though at the very spiritual and mental level. Because mm. otherwise, we always by default will. You know, it's through that natural self-defense. Yeah, and and so there's a couple of um, sayings from Tao Te Ching that come to mind as mm -hmm. far as ways that maybe we can keep keep some of this in in mind daily. Um, the one which is is that to those who are good, I am also good. Yes to, yes. to those who are bad, I am also good so that they may learn goodness. Yes. Yes. And, and, and this feels like kind of central to this, that, you know, I'm going to treat everybody the same, whether you're good, bad, whatever. And, and in some ways it's even more important to treat the bad with goodness because they're the ones that obviously don't know how to be good. If pe people who know how to be good, it, it's easier to be good to them because they already understand how to do that. If if you return the energy of, you know, bad people with just more badness, that's only reinforcing this worldview that they already have, which is like, yep, look, see, it's just violence. It's just survival of the fittest and you know, here's just one more piece of evidence that how I'm going about doing things is correct. So that's kind of the critical thing. You know, if, if, if someone is impolite or rude to us and we just immediately start matching that energy, well, we're just proving to them that, yeah, everyone's just a bunch of jerks and rude and without any sort of um, humility or, or compassion and so that's that's holding the side of the contract where you're owed something, right? Like, oh, this this person didn't treat me the way that I feel entitled to be treated, so now I'm just going to start punishing them. Yeah, yeah. What what you're saying is very interesting because that reminds me of almost similar messages or underlying messages across traditions let, let, let me give you a, a few examples I can that uh, jump into my mind number one let's say you know the westerns Western uh, tradition even before Christianity like take 
you yeah. know, the uh, Socrates, for example. Mm -hmm. I think he had a notion of that, you know, for the sake of your soul, because the ancient Greek, they, they believe your, your soul. Okay. Mm -hmm. So basically, he's saying that you would rather suffer the injury from others as opposed to injury others in order to, for the sake of your soul, mm -hmm. something like mm -hmm. that. You know, yeah. that, that's, that's amazing. It's almost like, as you said, like uh, when, when you're, uh, don't do anything to incur a injury of other people, right? Mm -hmm. You would rather like suffer. Like it's mm -hmm. almost like, you know, you are the one that is being hurt. Yeah, and 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 it doesn't mean that we have to be go masochistically through life, where we have to prove it by going out and and trying to take on all these burdens and and hurts. It's not that kind of no no masochism no because that because that's against Tao too because because Tao even says don't be contrived right right right. Uh, exactly. That's a good uh, clarification. It's it's not like you're just <laughs> in order to prove how great you are. You're just like going around and like being injured by everyone. <laughs> no, no, no. This, this, this is a this is a yeah. This is a very ridiculous scenario. But what it is is when somebody attacked you, you are not following that you know natural instinct. Uh, to necessary to to attack, you mm -hmm. you have a choice. Of course, that choice I think you it's based it's based on the circumstances. Mm -hmm. You have to use your judgment, right? Uh, in terms of sometimes when it is really like around your survival and you have to do the dispense, I think that there's in proportion you have to respond to it. Mm -hmm. But yeah. you absolutely can you 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 can have a choice not to over attack or mm -hmm. right just just like say oh um, I see a lot of people like their sometimes their response is way over the original if you mm -hmm. like observe like let's say in the corporate world uh, I think uh, I see a lot of overreacting to emails, right? To mm. somebody saying, maybe somebody's like in a meeting, but mm -hmm. you, you see the differences in terms of how people manage it. Uh, I mm. even think of another example from the ancient time that's after uh, Socrates, which is, uh, uh, which is like uh, Aristotle. Uh, in one of his virtues, he said, magnanimity mm, mm -hmm. the, the 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 greatness or the big big somebody with a big heart i feel few and few people have those attributes in our society like a big heart exactly and yeah. and and let's make the connection again back to to laotzu it's exactly what he was saying when an an ocean lets all rivers flow into it that's exactly what he was saying, having yeah. that big heart. Yeah. So as you can see, you know, of course, then in the 
in Christianity, there's even more about you know turning the, your right cheeks, go the extra mm -hmm. mile, uh, mm -hmm. you know, um, it, 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 you know those things uh, in you know in Christian uh, 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 terms, like you have to have the the grace. Mm -hmm. Basically, somebody is deserving, right, to be punished, but you know you have to have certain grace. Mm -hmm forgiveness mm -hmm. and also also like like the father in heaven like say you know as you said earlier heaven doesn't choose like say oh i will i will sh the sunshine will just only fall fall upon the good people right and it, that those people are the bad people so right. there's no no sunshine for them <laughs> it's ridiculous yeah so it seems like across all these traditions, we're hearing about the same thing. Yeah, and, and I think that that word grace, I'm so glad that, that you used it because even in psychotherapy in my practice, one of the core interventions that I use, I mean, I've kind of studied broadly across the realm of psychotherapy orientations and how funny is it that I keep coming back to what seems like really resonates with people are these messages of ancient wisdom, the stuff that people figured out thousands of years ago, mm -hmm. but now, you know, cause we can wrap it up in case studies or, um, you know, re, research it and put it in an academic paper somehow mm -hmm. now it has more v validity but it's the same stuff and so what I try to um, intervene when I see that people are really you know wounded that basically it's a it's a it's a an issue of not having this big heart right like their hearts are wounded and I call them the three sacred gifts because they are sacred and 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 it's acceptance compassion and forgiveness mm -hmm. and this acceptance piece which is that we're human like we are not robots we are so fallible and it's so easy for us to make mistakes to be only seeing things from our narrow little perspective to not have the big picture mm -hmm. to not to not be being empathetic to be just wrong so acceptance of that like you know getting over ourselves accepting that not only are we very fallible but so is everyone else and that we didn't choose to be in this situation, accepting that, that this situation is out of our control. Like this, this whole human condition, mm -hmm. we don't have any control over. See, that part, I think is even hard for many people because I see a lot of people are treating themselves very harshly. Yes. Refusing to accept mm -hmm. that we are follow, we are flawed being, we're not perfect. 
Yes. I think that kind of either it's an illusion or it's a way of believing. I find it very troublesome. Sometimes、mm-hmm. unconsciously, I, I catch myself doing that. Yeah, it's easy、uh, to do. And just like say, oh, you know, whenever I find myself in a perfectionist tendency、mm-hmm. uh, and uh, not really discern- discerning, like through my doing things,、mm-hmm. uh, whether it will make a difference. I, I, you know, I, I think recently I was got into a situation that in hindsight I said, Oh, what if I had, you know, at that time I have a more clear thinking? I could very easily say,、uh, no, I, I couldn't, I, you know, I don't, I don't do this because,、uh, but I did and I get evolved and it more evolved, evolved,、mm-hmm. like falling in a, into a swamp. So、mm-hmm. suddenly I remember, you know, like, why Wu Wei? Wu Wei is like not doing anything, like doing、yeah. nothing. Wu、yeah. Wei is choosing to do the work that makes, you know, it's to, to do the necessary work, but、yeah. not act upon your illusion. Yep. I find I、like、it、that. very hard. Like, say, oh, but in hindsight, I just realize it that what if I said, I said no, but why didn't at that time I say no? Because, you know, then I analyze、mm-hmm. it with a, another friend. The friend said, Well,、mm-hmm. one of the things is what you got involved in that area is actually your natural strengths.、Mm. Because you're strong in that, then、mm. you feel like you can add more value. But、mm-hmm. obviously, in that situation, you are overusing your strengths.、Mm-hmm. So that's one of the reasons. The other reason is you know, I was trying to be helpful, you know,、mm-hmm. but my sense of the being helpful. In a narrow way, through my own involvement, it, you know, like didn't produce the outcome that I intended.、Mm. So, those are the two reflection points. Like when I reflected why, in hindsight, I got more involved in a certain situation, one is that situation seems like r e q u i r e my strengths. So, I have an ability to use my strengths. Right, but I,、mm-hmm. but, but I, I may have overused it. And secondly, just the intention of being helpful, but not in a more open minded way. What is helpful? What exactly?、Mm-hmm. Yeah, which kind of then le- leads into the second part, which is the com- compassion, not just for other people, but for ourselves when, when, Maybe we don't have the ability to help. Again, going back to accepting that powerlessness,、mm. kindness when, well, I actually don't have the, my, my strengths aren't even a benefit here.、Mm. Can I still be kind to myself that, in that situation when I find that, you know, I just, there's very little I can do in this situation? Well, In hindsight, it's easier to see, but sometimes in the moment, we've been always te- taught to give it a try. You、mm-hmm. know, don't stop.、Mm-hmm. But I think that teaching in itself 
also re requires some reflection. So in mm -hmm. other words, you know, when can you make a judgment that you should keep trying? When do you just surrender and say, actually, this situation is beyond, you know, my notion of being helpful? That's a very difficult question. And obviously, the, the context matters. And, you know, I think the doing the reflection is obviously the important piece to actually think about it. But then finally, if if our actions aren't very skillful, that's the, the final piece, which is about forgiving ourselves. Forgiving ourselves if, hey, maybe I did push that too far or forgiving the other person. You know, they push things too far. That's that forgiveness piece. And then tying this all back to the word grace that you said, it's when we're applying those three sacred gifts that we do arrive at that place of grace, where now, rather than holding these contracts in our hands and constantly going around waving our demands in everybody else's face, we have that grace that you're talking about. This acceptance of this messy world that we're not in control of, even ourselves, even our own minds that we're not in control of, compassion for ourselves and other people that we're all stuck in this situation, and then forgiveness to, for ourselves and others when our actions lead to unnecessary suffering that we didn't in, intend. Or maybe we did in, intend, but we were mad or upset or disappointed, and so we acted out of that. That's what leads to this grace that we're talking about. And I think that's what Lao Tzu is talking about, about this, the, the Shanren, someone who embodies this kind of grace. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, one thing we can say for sure, you know, in different traditions, maybe, you know, whether it's a personal God or maybe it's a natural uh, order, it seems like what you're saying, that grace is manifested, you know, uh, in in uh, either personal God or the divine uh, or the natural order. So in other words, like when you think about it, acceptance, compassion, and forgiveness. I mean, you see that, right? Mm -hmm. it, it, you see that that uh, that acceptance, heaven's way, is accepting the fact of you know change and. Uh, you know, one woo, 10,000 things. Yeah. It has that big heart to mm -hmm. embrace all kinds of things, big or small, tall or short, right? Mm -hmm. Poor or rich. Yeah. And, and kind of going back to this country, it's like that's the foundations of democracy, right? The 10,000 things. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, there's there's 10,000 ways of looking at things. What why why do you feel like your very narrow way of looking at it is so much bigger than mm -hmm. the 9,999 other ways of looking at it? Why do you think that you're so special and that your way of looking at things is so darn special that everyone else should just cater to that worldview without question? And if they don't, that they're just some 
stupid person not worthy of respect or dignity. Yeah, yeah. I think democracy at at its best. That's what you're describing is exactly the reason why it resonate resonates with many people around the world mm-hmm. when democracy has that spirit mm-hmm. uh, in it. Now, what we're facing now is is the opposite of that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Either or left or right. Yeah. Instead of like having this notion of you know, more of a like an ocean, mm-hmm. right? A big heart. Now we're attacking the other side. Mm-hmm. It's author- yeah, authoritarian on both sides. Yeah. And so that point on the arc is not necessarily one of those points where it feels like the way of Tao is is mm-hmm. working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we know that it is working. It is. It's been working from the very beginning. And uh, yeah. And, and so this this call for us in this chapter embody that grace you know how can we tread lightly in this darker time mm-hmm. so that we still have grace and don't just fall into the void with um, those who are lacking grace yeah yeah Sh- show them you know show them experience it right the mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, start from small things. I think it's always mm-hmm. starting from the people around us. I think when people around us make us uncomfortable or irritate us, create that space in our in our mind and in our heart mm. is the first step. And, and watch what happens. A lot of times, you know, it, uh, it creates very interesting surprises. Like the people that you assume who have the ill intent, or even if they had the ill intent, it's interesting that sometimes it's like a, waves in the ocean like they recede because mm-hmm. you create a, a space between you and that person mm-hmm. as opposed to you know attacked and fighting back you know heads on mm-hmm. yeah and so i know it looks like we're running out of time for today but definitely want to encourage everyone to to take that in what you said creating more space creating more space space and grace right space and grace i love it (laughs) yes Uh, that's something that uh, we can reflect on and meditate and practice every day well thanks david for your insights and thanks to the listeners for joining us 
today. You can connect with us on walkingthetimelessway.com. You can be a part of our Taoist organization, interact with us there, and and expand the conversation with, with more space with, with your point of view as well. So until next time.